Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Paying in the Dirt, an NFL Draft podcast. This is Ryan Wands. Joined by TC Malik here. You're looking good today, Ryan. Looking nice and fancy. You got your draft jacket on, too. Yeah, draft jacket from the 2020 Combine. It's pretty sexy. Yeah, <laughs> not not too bad. Yeah, looking proper to, to start us out. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Paying the Dirt. This is our first ever our first episode, um, in what should be a long, uh, a long journey to, uh, as we make our way to the NFL draft in April. Uh, so, you know, it's today's January 11th. Um, so we got quite a ways to go before we get to the end of April here, but, um, this is just our introductory episode. So, uh, me and TC are going to introduce who we are, establish our credibility, and then, uh later tonight we'll talk a little bit about some of our favorite draft memories um so i guess i'll start or we um we both went to indiana university both proud hoosier alums um i um was uh a marketing and uh sales major at the kelly school of business um graduated in may of 2020 um and um since then, uh, been working full time back in Chicago, uh, where we're both originally from. Um, but uh, while I was at IU, I was in the sports analytics and business group. Um, that was basically a club that um, was through the business school, but um, it was basically a club where we talked about um, sports and analytics and kind of the role that anal- analytics played in sports. And I was on the executive board for my senior year. I was uh, co-chairman of the NFL uh, committee. So that's kind of where my background in football comes. Um, I, I co-led meetings um, with uh, uh, the different members of the club. And we just talked about um, really all NFL news and specifically uh, how analytics played into the game of football. Um and, um, yeah, just led meetings and we uh, had a couple case competitions as well, um, based on, uh, football topics. Um, and then I was also a blogger for, um, for sports analytics and business group at IU. I blogged and, um, wrote a number of different articles from different, um, different sports. Uh, I had a couple, uh, articles on the Bulls, uh, a couple articles on the Cubs, I did an article about Lamar Jackson when he won the Heisman Trophy, um, and kind of my staple um, for the, the uh, like the last couple of years I was with the club. I did a um, uh, a great a uh, report card for the first ten picks in the NFL draft from 2017 until 2020. So I covered four drafts. Um, at, during that period of time when I was in school and when I was with the club. Um, so I might, I'll probably post those links to a couple of those articles. Uh, when TC and I are finished here, uh, to give the people uh, an idea of kind of my background, um, and what I, or how I established credibility to be able to, to be able to talk about the prospects we're going to be talking about. Um, so I do have some background, um, and I'm ready to kind of state my opinions in this podcast. So, TC, do you want to give us a little bit of background on you? Yeah, yeah. That was um, so extensive, Brad. You did a great job there. That was great. 
Um, yeah, kind of like Ryan said, got um, both went to Indiana, um, graduated a couple of years ago, 2019. Um, over there at IU, um, I wrote for the uh, Indiana Daily Student, which was a newspaper over there, um, the school newspaper. Um, wrote for a variety of different sports at Indiana, football, uh, swimming, uh, diving, rowing, basketball, uh, soccer, literally everything you could think about it, I've done over there. Um, and that was a fun time back in Chicago now, just like Ryan said, um, kind of hanging out, avid sports guys, just both of us, like always. Um, and we're just kind of here to see what we can do with, um, try to dive into some more sports stuff and talk about the drafts as we kind of move forward here. But, um, yeah, I did all that stuff there. I also wrote for, um, Fansided, uh, which is, a blog out there that uh, kind of dives into sports for a little bit, a couple of years that are in college. Um, since then, I haven't really got into it as we kind of move into our professional lives here, but this hopefully this will get us back into it, the thick of things, and start to um, get us more entrenched with uh, with the game and the draft. I know coming up is mine and Ryan's favorite time of year, um, the draft. You can see all the college guys that you've been watching for the past four years go to the NFL. So I'm um, looking forward to, to diving into it. I always say I love the draft more than I love the Super Bowl, if I'm being honest. I just love I would agree with you. I don't know anybody that like watches the draft as religiously as we do. Like I will be watching like pick two hundred and twenty two with as much intense as I would pick twenty seven or whatever, you know. So it's just you because all these guys you grew up watching, if you're college sports guys like we are, you grew up watching them the past few years or um seeing them play on your team or against your team at some point. Um, so it's just fun to see. I agree. I'm, I'm always like locked in, locked and loaded too. <laughs> yeah. Were you at the, uh, did you go to the IU Cincinnati game? And I went to so many Indiana games this year and I had a terrible record. <laughs> it was, um, I was there at, I had Indiana football season tickets. Um, and I went to when they played Cincinnati, um, obviously a lot of great prospects there. Um, with Cincy and then also Ohio State, even more great, better prospects with Ohio State. Um, so I went to both those games along with Iowa, um, which was pretty fun on the road at Iowa, which was cool. So there's tons of guys to go on there and see um, everything just because you can see all these NFL players on the field when they're just in college, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I made it to only one college football game. And that was the Indiana-Cincinnati game. Uh, disappointing loss. Could have gone a number of different ways, especially after Micah McFadden got uh, ruled out for that targeting. That was such a BS goal. Yeah. Third game. Yeah, so that was disappointing. Um, but, you know, hope is on the horizon. This is an, an Indiana football podcast, but, you know, we were, we're going to incorporate yeah, We can dive into it. If the, if the viewers want, we can dive into Indiana football. But I'm sure we there's can. probably about a handful of Indiana football fans out there, so... Probably going to stray away from it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just the opportunity to see a couple of those great prospects that we are talking about. I mean, TC just got back from the national championship down in Indy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so plenty of, those, yeah, plenty of those guys are going to be uh, on our radar as we continue throughout this process. Um, yeah, running off, I'm running off about three and a half, four hours of sleep right now. So we at the championship we went last night. Obviously, in Indy, we me and Ryan both live in Chicago, so um, went to Indy and then 
got back from the game, I don't know, game ended, trophy ceremony, whatever, ended at like 12.45. Didn't get back to the hotel until like 1.30, 1.45, passed out and woke up at 5.45 to drive back to Chicago <laughs> to go to work. So I am running on fumes right now, but you know what? I'm dedicated and that's why I'm still here. TC is dedicated. Yes, he is. Um. But yeah, just uh, in ways of an introduction, I mean, we didn't really have a lot planned for this agenda, um, but I, I figured that um, maybe TC and I could share some of our favorite past draft memories as an yeah. introduction to who we are. Um, so I guess I'll start. And um, my first, the first draft of our, I remember was the 2010 NFL draft when Sam Bradford was coming out of Oklahoma and um, that's the first draft I remember. And I remember it so distinctly because I remember seeing uh, people had signs in radio music hall saying like, uh, I am iron Sam, which, which was a play on iron man. I'm a big Marvel comics fan. So I think that was just why I was attracted to Sam Bradford. And actually I became a Rams fan. I don't think TC knows this, Um, but I thought you were a Bears fan. Are you, like, trading allegiances now, or what? Why am I just hearing about this right now? Yeah, as, as someone that, uh, yeah, we haven't talked about before, or I haven't really talked about with anyone. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm taking a, high, a hiatus from being a Bears fan. Uh, that's a, another story for an, another day. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to get into that at some point, yeah. because we have a lot of opinions. But the, go ahead, go ahead. Um, but no, no, I was, uh, from Chicago, uh, you know, was a Bears fan. Um, you know, as I said, I'm on a hiatus because of reasons that, um, we're not going to get into right now. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, I was back in 2010 and, I, uh, I'm a big Marvel comics fan and it was a play on Iron Man, the character, and it's an Iron Sam. And so that's what kind of, whatever reason I was attracted to Sam Bradford, and became a huge fan of his. This is like 2010 was when I was in sixth grade, I want to say. Uh, so quite a while ago. So how did uh, that work out? Not too well because he ended up being <laughs> pretty big bust. Um, just couldn't stay healthy, unfortunately. Um, career kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he literally tore his SEO on consecutive seasons, and that kind of ended his time with the Rams, and then he got traded to the Eagles, and then wound up... On the Eagles, yeah, was he on the Eagles with Chip Kelly, or I think that was around the same time, no? Yeah, and then he ended up bottoming out with the Cardinals and got benched for Josh, <laughs> Josh Rosen. So are you tell me you have like six like San Bernardino jerseys hanging in your closet right no, now? No, I just, I, I had a St. Louis Rams sweatshirt. That I wore it to school, uh, and I got it for Christmas. I and it, yeah, and everyone's like, "Why the hell are you a Rams fan?" And I was like, "I really like Sam Bradford." Um, so um, everyone there, everyone in Chicago is like, "Who the hell is Sam Bradford?" Because there's not a ton of massive college sports fans here in Chicago. It's more of a pro town. So if you if you're not following college sports or don't know like what's going on, you probably have no idea who Sam Bradford is until he gets drafted. Yeah, um, but really didn't I kind of knew of the Heisman Trophy back then. I really wasn't sure like what the trophy really meant. Um, but, yeah, he uh, ended up being a Rams fan. And, I, like I said, that's my earliest recollection of an NFL draft was that 2010 draft. Um, and then I remember um, the 2012 draft was one of my favorite drafts. 
just because of Andrew Luck and RG3 going 1-2 to two really they were both at the national championship last night they were on like the coverage and they were both like chatting it up it was like Andrew Locks lost like I don't know half his weight he looks like skinny as a twig I don't know if you saw that right but they yeah. were at the national he's got a, championship he's got a mustache too yeah he's got his mustache and they're like what have you been up to and he's been like oh just being a dad you know in this stupid little voice um, even though I did kind of like Andrew Luck but he's just been he disappeared yeah he kind of fell off the planet uh, after he retired, but I just remember that. I, I remember Andrew Luck being the number one, like the best prospect in our generation. Um, and I, I remember yeah. I, I was at I was at a Bulls game the night of that draft, and I was so upset that I couldn't watch the draft. Um, but I was following along on TVs that were like outside the, the United Center or in the concourse level, and they had the draft on, and I was trying to sneak a couple. Uh, glances in to see what was going on, uh, but I just love—I love the fit. Um, I love the fit between the uh, uh, Luck going to the Colts and then RG three going to the the football team. Um, yeah, enough, both of them were only on. They're like only played for like what, like five, six years, something like that. Like it really wasn't anything special. It's kind of disappointing. I mean, how frustrated would you be if you were one of those fans? You're like, oh, we got a quarterback for the next like fifteen, twenty years, and then. He like RG three gets hurt, Locke retires, like all that stuff within like the next like I don't know five six years. Yeah, um, that's definitely you know it's kind of sad that those guys are both out of the league right now because you know like you said they looked the part of being franchise quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and just didn't turn out that way, and you know you end up you having out of that draft class you have Kirk Cousins, you know as a. The uh, semi-franchise quarterback, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what his future is going to be with Minnesota. Um, yeah, with both Zimmer and uh, was the other guy Spielman, Spielman. like the GM, getting like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do with them. I mean, it's not like they. I mean, you saw the Sunday night game when they had to play. What was that uh, Mannion and then Kellen Mond against the Packers, and they lost by like forty. Like that was just painful. Yeah. So I mean, he he's you know somewhat of a starter or, you know, entrenched as a starter for the past couple of years, but his future is kind of unknown. And then Russell Wilson, of course, coming out of Wisconsin in the third round, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's one of those guys that um, end up being a franchise quarterback. I don't know what his future holds after a down year in Seattle. Um, But, uh, you know, he's, it's kind of surprising that both Cousins and, uh, Russell Wilson end up being those franchise quarterbacks other than Luck and RG3. Uh, so that's, yeah. that's just kind of the nature of the draft and, you know, so just what happens in the, in the NFL with uh, with these guys coming out of college. So Yeah, cousin Chicago guy too, I think. Maybe Bolingbroke or something like that, Barrington. So one of those one of those suburbs that starts with a B, I believe. Um, and then obviously went on to Michigan State to have a great career up there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all a crapshoot, right? I mean, you don't, statistically, I think you told me this before, Ryan, but I mean, statistically, like 60% of the picks in the NFL draft are, won't be in the league within like the next five years or something like that. Like, it's just crazy how like these guys just kind of go up and down and then you you can think you're everything and then all of a sudden you're not playing football anymore. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Another favorite Draft memory of mine um, was in 2015 when the draft came to Chicago and they brought the whole, like, circus into town. 
and um that was like my heaven i was in heaven when i was uh i went down for the for night one and i remember um the bears picked that night right i forget hmm. your friend uh kevin white Oh yeah, that guy. He's not in the league anymore, is he? Hmm. I just I saw he signed like a contract, like a ten or a, a futures is contract he, with the Saints. Is he? Is he on like a ten day like contract or something? Yeah. Around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there was just there was so much excitement, and they had, in the they had like draft town, um, and there was just a lot of a lot of hype, um, bringing the the draft out of New York for the first time, and like. 30 40 years um but they did a, a great job with the uh with draft town and um selection square and um i remember i tried to get tickets to go in, into the auditorium for where the actual draft is being held and they did like the nfl did like a lottery system and i, I remember i asked like all my relatives for their email addresses um because i had to in order to qualify for the tickets you had to submit an email address and then that kind of gave you a, a chance the lottery of getting tickets and unfortunately I, I didn't wind up with didn't get a ticket night one uh but i went down there um regardless and so I had a, a great time um at uh like i said they had the draft town in selection square and that was the night that Jameis went one to the buccaneers and Mariota yeah. went to uh to the titans um and uh i was in the uh, out, outdoors in selection squares, what they called it, when uh, we picked Kev- Kevin White, um, was super excited. Uh, I thought that he was going to be. Our, what was that? <laughs> I thought he was going to be a cornerstone piece for the Bears. Uh, Ryan Pace's first first ever pick, actually. It's kind of crazy to think he's or he he's not here anymore, but he was here for what six years, seven, seven years, seven to years. Make yeah. that pick. He was like. I was. I thought Kevin White was going to be good too, because everyone. I mean, watching play at like West Virginia. I mean, I think what was it him and was he with Will Greer or maybe Will Greer was a couple of years after him. Um, but he was like blowing it up. He was like running all great go routes. He'll score like seventy yard touchdowns. And then we got to the NFL, it was just like too stupid to like know how to run routes. So they can only put him on like go routes, and he just wasn't fast enough to get that by everybody after he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, not to mention that his body is basically made of glass. I mean, he can. Dude can say healthy. Yeah, I know. It's so frustrating. It's just one of the many awful Bears picks out there. I think we could dive into that later. But, man, it's, those are those are some tough years for us. Um, or, sorry, for me, since Ryan's not a Bears fan anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I remember I was down with my brother and with one of our friends from high school. And we were in Selection Square. We were in Selection Square for the Kevin White pick. Um yeah. And um, the night was kind of winding down, and we were getting ready to, to go, actually. And uh, as we were on our way out the door, uh, or, yeah, out the door, uh, we got stopped by this one guy that had three tickets to the auditorium to get into the actual draft. And he just like he was just like, do you guys want to go to the draft? And we're like, yeah. Give them away. And so he just gave them away, and he just gave away these three tickets. And we got into the auditorium, and... Um, got to we were on the balcony and it was for like the last couple like the last 10 picks uh of the first round and espn was filming it and i actually got on the espn broadcast and you see me wearing you, you, you were 
were definitely yelling or something. You were definitely like pissed off about something, right? You definitely weren't just sitting there all happy. I was wearing I was I was wearing my Bears pullover and my Bears uh, draft hat from that year, and I was going like, "Go Bears, go Bears, go Bears!" Um, as the the camera like panned toward me, and then they they announced like the Colts were picking. Uh, they had the next pick. It was like twenty five or twenty six or whatever. But that everyone. Everyone at school at high school the next day I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You're like, were you at the draft? Were you? I uh, saw you on TV. And I was like, "Yeah, that was me." Uh, so had a had some clout the next day at uh, at high school. So um, that's yeah, that's one of my better memories. Another uh, and then the draft was in Chicago in 2016 for the golf Wentz, uh that draft um, and. Didn't and ended up not getting tickets again to get into the auditorium, but I went down for the selection square and was outside, and they had uh, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz come out and uh, chat with uh, one of the hosts that they had, um, but they came out and talked, which was cool to see, um, and yeah, that's that's kind of those are my favorite draft memories. TC, any drafts that come into mind that you want to talk about to the people? Probably have more frustration with drafts than I have actual pleasing memories. Um, not to make this into a super Bears podcast or show or anything, but the only the one of my lasting images I call them where you were moments. It's it's you're going to remember where you are when something happened, right? So um, when, for example, like Cubs won the World Series, you're going to remember where you are. Um, what else is like a monumental moment? Um, if you watch college football, if you watch like I think what Bama and um, Clemson when Watson hit Renfro for the touchdown with time expiring, you're gonna remember where you were for that kind of moment. So like stuff like this, that's what I refer to them. And the what year did Trubisky get drafted? Seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen. That that was a where you were moment for me because I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Um, where I think we were in. But the Bears had picked three, and um, I think the Niners were ahead of them. And the Bears, like, we needed a quarterback at some point. I, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings in Bloomington, Indiana, because we were going to school. Um, so, what, sophomore, sophomore, junior year, something like that? That was your sophomore um, year. I was, uh, yeah, sophomore I'll, year. I'll tell my side of this. When you're done, I'll let you finish, but I'll tell you my side of the story for the Trubisky pick. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was, we were in their uh, restaurant, and then, we were watching the draft, like it was us and just a couple of the guys from the frat. And we were just uh, going in there, trying to have a good time. One of my buddies is um, a Browns fan, so they were hyped. They had a lot of picks that year too. But then pick number two rolls around. I'm like, all right, let's go, ready to go. We got next pick. Can't wait. And then you see the the trade thing pop up on the bottom of the screen. Like the Bears had traded with the 49ers uh, to slot up into pick two, and then would they give away like another first rounder like the next year and a bunch of other stuff. And then you just see the name as they read it across, Mitch Trubisky. And I won't say it on here, but I was I was screamed in the middle of the beat Buffalo Wild Wings, just in frustration, not out of not out of um, excitement, screamed out of frustration that they actually picked Trubisky as opposed to. I, I mean, you can't even make the uh, opinion for um, Mahomes. I wasn't mad about that. No one knew he was going to be what he was going to be. I was more mad at him picked Deshaun Watson. Um, more to my point, like I was saying, where you were moment watching him beat Bama, he's got all these great years. It doesn't look so good now because of all the allegations. But um, in the moment, I was like, man, I was really hyped for Deshaun. And I mean, since then, he's been an all-pro player. 
um, and we could have had him in the stayed in the third pick and not traded up. So that was um, one of pretty great anguish for me is that 2017 draft, and I, I won't forget that one uh, for the bad part. Any happy memories? I mean, it doesn't have to be Bears related, but any college college players that you love that you saw get drafted to NFL teams? Yeah, I mean, a few guys. Anybody that anybody's going to know, but I, my my family is all into Northwestern, so we had a big Northwestern family. Same thing. Indiana went to Indiana. Um, one of the cool ones seen was. Um, Dan Feeney from Indiana, um, I believe offensive lineman. I don't remember what year he got drafted, um, maybe 18, um, 17 or 18. Um, offensive lineman, uh, hung out with him a few times. Cool guy at Indiana, got drafted to the Chargers in like the second or third round, I believe. Now he's on the Jets, um, offensive lineman. It was, it was cool to see someone um, that you knew and hung out with and previously chatted with to get in the league and congratulate them and text them. and go from there so that was one that was that was pretty cool to see and that's more like a personal note um i don't have a ton of fandom outside of my teams outside of indiana northwestern it's not like i'm rooting for um it's not like i'm excited to see justin jefferson get picked because i loved watching him at osu or whatever the case is right it's more more of the the team allegiances rather than some of the players um but yeah there's a lot of guys out there that are fun to watch um that, that are good fits with teams, but um, more excitement are from my, my Bears picks or if one of the guys I know at Indiana Northwestern actually um, hears the name called, which was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I'll talk. We hear your Mitch story now. You just kind of teased it and you never even said anything. Yeah, I'll circle back to it now, but um, I'll, yeah, like you put it perfectly. It's one of those moments that you'll never forget where you were when. XYZ happened. Um, yeah. And yeah, I remember I had, uh, I had my K201 final the next day, and the draft was the night before. Um, and I remember I was studying all day. Non Indiana students, K201 is a, a class at Indiana, a business class, an intro okay. course for a lot of the business students there. I know we, we, we love to throw it around. We assume everybody knows what it means because in our world, everybody does. But um, yeah, what was it? Isn't it like some computer Excel class? That you yeah, take over Excel, there? Microsoft Access. Mm-hmm. Uh, focusing on those two uh, components of Microsoft Office. Anyways, um, yeah. I just, we're I, talking about Microsoft Office. Then we were going to kind of get into like <laughs> Excel and like meet lookups and stuff like that. Do you want to no. dive into that? Do we just take like a whole left turn here? No, I I don't want to. Those were tough days, and I don't want to go back and no. So okay, I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll spare everybody. So next just to put it shortly, I had a big test the next day, and the draft was the the night before and I was basically studying all day and I had the draft to look forward to that night. And, um, I just remember I had it pulled up on my small TV in, uh, in my dorm room. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, TC, I just know that we had the third pick. I thought we were going to go, um, Jamal Adams was there for, was there for the <laughs> taking. And I, I was banging and I was pounding the, ta- the table for Jamal Adams ever since, uh, the season ended and um i thought that's who we were going to take and i you know was in the process of 
I hated Mitch Trubisky coming out of North Carolina. Uh, I d- did not think at all he had any aspect, any qualities of of a franchise quarterback, only playing 13 games. Um, and then jumping to the NFL, I just was not – and it, it was an average North Carolina team. And, um, yeah, they were 6-6, six and six, I think, like that. I remember that like it was yesterday, too, because they – I remember watching them. They played, um, I believe, Stanford in the Sun Bowl that year, and they were both like – I mean, Sun Bowl is not – it's like a, a good bowl game, but it's not like a, a very good bowl game. I think both of them are 6-6, six and six, and so like he was like a world beater. I mean, you can barely get him to a bowl game, and all of a sudden this guy's a top-10 pick or top-5 pick. Yeah, just craziness. Anyways, um, go, so going into the night, I was not a Mitch Trubisky fan. I thought he was going to be a huge bust. And as a Bears fan, I was pining the tail for Jamal Adams. And, um, you know, again, we got to the the trade that happened, and we saw the Niners uh, give away their pick to us. Um, and we were picking at two. And I thought for sure we were taking Solomon Thomas coming out the defensive end out of Stanford. Um, not that he panned out, but, yeah, he didn't. But, anyways, I thought, I thought that's who we were going to take. They had all the cameras focused on him. Um, and here comes Roger Goodell. And, you know, like you said, you see Mitch Trubisky. You see his name pop up on the on the screen next to the Chicago Bears, and I completely lost it. I think I started screaming in my dorm room, was ready to chuck my TV out my dorm room window, Um but yeah, I was just totally beyond pissed off, and um, yeah, we don't have to talk about Mitch here. But we got yeah, Bears fans. We have a lot of PTSD out there, so with former draft picks. So um, I'm sure everyone will be hearing that a lot from us <laughs> as we kind of move forward here, because we do have a lot of bad draft picks over the years, and we're still frustrated about it. But that's what that's what makes us who we are. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, going into this draft, I mean, not not what you expected in terms of kind of gold standard guys that are you know coming out of the quarterback position. So I know this this uh, this podcast going forward is going to be focused on uh, on quarterbacks primarily, and then we'll um, once we're done with the quarterbacks, we're going to move on to other position groups. Um, but yeah, this is a, a unique quarterback class to be evaluating here. Um, I think it's the weakest class since 2013, to be honest. I mean, just all these guys are really, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't really don't want to give too much away, but I'm still analyzing and it's just not sure how many, how many of these guys are going to be franchise quarterbacks. Who was 2013? Was that like, was that Brandon Whedon and all those guys? Or what year? Who, no, that who was, was EJ Manuel and Geno Smith. Gosh, it's even worse. Okay, no, there's this quarterback class has to be better than EJ Manuel and Geno Smith. There's no chance. There's no chance that they are worse. What you have Kenny Pickett, um, you have Matt Corral. I think both of those guys are gonna be better than EJ Manuel and can pick it or sorry, EJ Manuel and Geno Smith, um, to begin with. But you're right, I mean there's not a lot of top tier talent that is gonna be going at the quarterback position and like the top ten. I think. I think I saw a mock earlier that didn't even have a quarterback going in like the top ten picks, which is rare for um, this day and age of football, where you don't have somebody um, going in the top ten that's a quarterback, franchise quarterback that people see. But hey, maybe that changes with the combine in these next few months as people start to move up their evaluations. I've seen that Pickett is projected 
uh, somewhere early first round. I think he's probably projected first quarterback off the board right now, right? I saw a mock that had Desmond Ritter as the first quarterback off the board, which is, yeah. No, I don't, yeah, I don't agree with that either. So, so the way, how we're moving forward is we're going to have each we're going to have one episode dedicated to each of the top quarterbacks and we're going to go through their basically their entire history from high school to college and see if they have what it takes to be a franchise quarterback and TC and I will give our final analysis at the end of those episodes and then we're going to tackle uh, position groups so we'll talk about the top running backs the top wide receivers the top tight ends and then the top defensive players um, and then as we get closer to draft day we'll have a draft special and then a draft analysis and then that'll probably wrap up our our, our season here um and then i'll be on to on to next year so I we think got a few months of prep to do when we got when's the draft april like the last april? last week of april yeah last so. week of april it's kind of spills into may sometimes too yeah we got some time we got some uh we got some homework to do on our side yes we will have homework to do um but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of all I had for for today. Um, TC, anything else? I got nothing, my guy. I'm excited to get going and starting to see what's what's going on. Who are we going to start with in the quarterbacks? Uh, so gonna, I think we're. Gonna, I was thinking of going alphabetical order. Um, so just to make things simple, so uh, I think we're going to start with Matt Corral. Ooh, um, love Matt Corral. Ooh, I love so, Matt Corral. I know you don't, but that face that you're making right now on Zoom, yeah. you definitely like him but i think that kid is everything that you want in a player so yeah i think either next week or the week after we'll we'll do matt corral and then we'll make our way down the list of i think there's four or five guys it's corral sam howell uh kenny pickett malik willis and desmond ritter i think those are the five that we're going to be covering all right, we're not going to talk about Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky. I mean, he only threw like the most touchdowns and most passing yards in college football history, more than Joe Burrow. I mean, where are we going to leave him off? We could, he could be the finale. He could be the finale, yeah, or he could be part of the uh, non-franchise quarterbacks out there that we can talk about because I don't, I'm not very high on you know Bailey's. What is it, Zappi Zap? Yeah, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. So. Um. Yeah, I, I think that's it. TC, anything else? Nothing, my guy. I'm ready to go. Ready to get ready for next week. Okay. So yeah, we'll be back with another episode. Um, and yeah, I think we're gonna leave it at that. Cha ching. Cha ching. <laughs>